BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We have with us now Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Congressman, a lot going on. Appreciate you making the time for us. You bet, guys. Good to be with you. Hope you had a great Easter weekend. Well, you know, I know that the Congress is looking into a number of issues, including uh, weaponization of various agencies and possible malfeasance by what many of us would call deep state actors or those who are uh, abusing the authority given them for various law enforcement and investigatory uh, roles. You've got some stuff to talk to us about, wondering what, what you can tell us. Well, we know that, uh, you know, we this story broke a while back, but the Richmond Field Office um, in the FBI was looking to, you know, treat traditional Catholics as, as domestic extremists. And we've now been able to look at the, the, the memo put together by the folks there in that, uh, in that office. And it's, I mean, it's, it's frightening because they we're looking to put informants and undercover people inside of parishes, inside of churches, talking to parishioners, talking to folks, um, exercising their First Amendment freedom of religion uh, rights, and yet the FBI wanted people in there because they thought that people were, you know, they, they, they used the term radical traditional Catholic. So it, it is truly scary what's going, uh, what was going on there. And it's just part of this broader pattern where we see the, the FTC asking a private company, who are the, who are the journalists you're talking to? Naming four, naming four of those journalists personally. Two of them testify in front of our committee. And while they're testifying, Democrats, uh, members of Congress, ask them who their sources are. And while they're asking one of those witnesses who his sources are, the FBI, or excuse me, the IRS is knocking on his door to his home. So um, this is the scary, scary trend we see and why we, why we formed the committee in this, uh, in this Congress. Jim, appreciate you coming on. Happy belated Easter. I hope you and your family had a good time as well. We did. Did, did I we did. hear that they may have been trying to re- uh, recruit priests as informants, the FBI? 
They were – when you look at this memo, and we, we outlined it in the, in, in, the, in the stuff we put together and sent to the FBI, but when you look at what they were trying to do, they were trying to develop what they call tripwires. People within the church, within that parish, within the church leaders they talk about who could be possible sources to alert them to traditional – radical traditional Catholics is the term they use. Now, that, if that is not a direct attack – on the first right mentioned in the First Amendment, I do not do not know what is. And so that, that, that we found this just – and how this got – this is the key thing, too, Clambuck. How did this get – how did this get by the, the general counsel in the Richmond field office? How did this get by the people who were supposed to sign off on approving this memorandum, approving this action? And understand this got sent to other field offices around the country. Now, they stopped it, thank goodness, but the fact that it went that far – is I think what what really concerns us and should concern every American who cares about the Constitution. Speaking of Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio and and Congressman, how are the efforts to uh, see exactly what kind of abuses have gone on in in recent years with the FBI? I mean, how is that coming along? And and I guess in some ways, as importantly, maybe more importantly, you could argue. Is there anything that's going to be done about any of this? And we often talk no. about how, yeah. you know, look what they yeah. did to Trump and look at the people that, well, the people that tried to have a coup against Donald Trump based on lies with Russia collusion inside the FBI and the CIA and other places, and CIA director, for example, at the time, then they've all gone on to get book deals and jobs on TV. So yeah. is, is there anything Congress can or is willing to do? Well, what, what we can do is, is do the investigations, get the truth, and get the facts on the table. We're going to do that. Second, we can propose legislation. We are going to do that. But here's, here's one example we're going to put forward. I think we're going to have a member of our, our committee who's going to bring this, this bill forward. But if you go after a former president like, like, like Alvin Bragg of the DA in, in Manhattan is doing, if you do that, you have, that case has to move to federal court. You can't try that case. In a, in a, in a state, you know, district, you can't, you can't do that. So that, that's just one kind of thing we can do legislatively. We're looking at other legislative remedies to deal with this. What we believe is the, is the turning of these agencies against the American people. So you, you can look at legislation. And then maybe most importantly, you have to look at the appropriations process. The founders, in their wisdom, wanted the, the House of Representatives, the Congress, to have the power of the purse. And the, and the, and the body that has the most power is the House. That's why every taxing and spending bill has to start in the House of Representatives, that body that is actually closest to the American people, because we stand for, for election and re-election every two years. So we got to look at the appropriations process and say to some of these agencies, you can't spend money on X, Y, Z, these certain things that they've been doing, or maybe just cut back some of the funds overall. So that's an important thing that we have to, I think, focus on this Congress as well. You you know President Trump really, really well. I'm sure you saw the footage of him at the UFC and how ecstatic people were to see him in Miami. Do yeah. you think that the charges by Alvin Bragg, strip aside the clear issues legally with it, purely right. from a political right. perspective, do you think it energized his campaign more so than you've seen or would expect? And how do you think down the line, whether it's Atlanta or potentially the DOJ, how do you see potentially multiple legal fronts impacting this thing? Let me take the last one first because I'm very nervous. I actually, I think, probably agree, uh, maybe a little more with Buck on this. I think they're coming after him in every one. I think that I think you'll see this happen in in Georgia, another state action, and I think I'm afraid the DOD is going to come after him too. And if they do, if you think about this, they come after him on the classified document issue and don't go after Joe Biden. And, and now that we know Joe Biden had things and. Delaware, he had his home at the beach in Chinatown and, and the Penn Biden. 
I mean, if they do that, that is so dangerous, I think, for the country. I, I, you know, I just hope they don't go there because um, we don't. I just, I just hope that doesn't happen. But uh, I think they're gonna. I think you're gonna see them go, um, go all three, which is I just think so wrong. What do you think the um, time frame will be on that, Jim? If they, if they, if they truly, and I, I just find it hard to believe. You may be right, and Buck certainly has been on that too. If the DOJ yeah. decides if they're gonna go with him in all three fronts, yeah. What do you think the time frame on that would be? I don't know. I, I hope it doesn't happen. Um, and, and look, I, I think it's real important. Nobody get fired up out there and do something they shouldn't do. Uh, I just, I think that's, I just think, you know, no, no overreaction and crazy reaction, anything like this. But I do think that there's, that, that you may see all that. And I think that'd be so, so wrong, uh, if, if they do. Uh, the time frame, who knows? Only Jack Smith knows that. Only the Department of Justice knows that. But I do think this has energized President Trump's campaign. But I think mostly what energizes his campaign is people know he fights for them. He fights for the things they care about. He went to the NCAA wrestling finals, 20,000 fans. He went to the finals. Something I know a little something about, and, and the place went crazy. And every single champion, I, I, I don't know if you can find another sport, maybe besides UFC and, and, and collegiate wrestling, where this happens. The ten weight classes, the ten champions, every champion when he won, went over to where President Trump was at, shook his hand, got a picture with the president. I mean, and he got a huge ovation. Our, our youngest son and his wife were there at the, at the tournament. I mean, th- that's just the response he gets from middle America working-class America, they know he fights for them. And I think that's what energizes it more than anything. And then when they see this action from Alvin Bragg, who wasn't even going to bring the case because he knows Michael Cohen is a terrible witness to have as as your star witness, wasn't even going to bring the case, changes his mind, they see how ridiculous this is. Uh, It just fires up, uh, I think, so many Americans even more. Congressman Jordan, in in your mind, is it even possible to call the 2024 election? Let's assume Donald Trump is the nominee. And let's assume, as, as you were mentioning a moment ago, that my sense that this is the first of several prosecutions. I think Clay sees Georgia happening, too. He's a little less certain about the federal charges. I, I just that, think, yeah. yeah. So my, yeah. my argument, uh, Congressman, is I think that they'll use the state and Biden can then throw up his hands and right. say, oh, this but, is not me. This is the state. But yeah. Uh, either yeah. way, multiple, maybe, multi- maybe. let's just say multiple prosecutions of the Republican nominee. Yeah. The question I have for you is, as a Congressman, just as an American, is the 2024 election a free and fair election if one party's candidate is under indictment by partisans of the other side? It's, that's the fundamental question, Buck. And that's the, that's the part so many Americans will look at like, what? Even think about last week, even like Democrats like Andy McCabe said, this is pretty unimpressive what Alvin Bragg will. Yeah, everybody knows what's going on here. And yet the left just continues to drive in this direction. So, but it's nothing new. We've talked about this on, on your show. In 2016, they spied on his campaign. In 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020, it was suppression of the Hunter Biden story. In 2022, they raided his home 91 days before the election. And in 2024, they indict him, like, based on Michael Cohen's testimony, it sounds like. I mean, this is craziness. The country sees it for what it is, but the left doesn't care. And that, to me, is the scariest part. They don't care, and they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And what it does to our culture, to our country, to the great people of this, uh, you know, 330-something is not healthy. But they don't care because it's all about politics for them. And that is, that is the thing that frightens me the most is how the left just continues to go down this road that is not healthy. Do you think that Hunter Biden should be charged? I mean, if he's not going to be charged in Delaware— there's a lot of district attorneys out there somewhere, I would think, just based on the raw data in that laptop. If we're yeah. if we're basically creating a world where 
you're forum shopping constantly. And if you are yep. a far left wing activist, you can bring charges against people of the other political persuasion. Doesn't that suggest there should be a pushback somewhere just to set the message that it's not a one way yeah. street? This is this is this is a great point, Clay. It is what frightens me too, because uh, I think Kim Strassel's piece in the Journal two weeks ago, where she said she talked about, and she used the term that some others have used too, but you talk about crossing this this political Rubicon, or forget yeah. how she exactly framed it, but crossing the Rubicon, where now a conservative district attorney in Texas or Arkansas or Indiana or anywhere, Ohio, you name it, can can go after the other party. The same dynamic is in play, and it's like. That's not America. That's not how we're supposed to operate in our constitutional system and how we, we project to the world what we're really about. That, to me, is the frightening thing. But, yeah, people have suggested that. I think, I think Ari Fleischer suggested that. Like, get some local Republican prosecuting attorney, district attorney, who says, all right, let's go after, let's go after the Democrats. Let's go after the Bidens. I hope we don't get to that point, but um, that seems to be the precedent, unfortunately, the left wants to set. Congressman Jordan, appreciate you being with us. Thanks, sir. You you bet, guys. Take care. Thanks. With inflation on the rise and the stock market more volatile than ever, protecting your retirement savings can be a challenge. To weather today's economic uncertainty, the Phoenix Capital Group recommends diversifying your investments right now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middleman. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. Keeping it real. Keeping it honest. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995 G O L D 
Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We mentioned the awful results that came out of the Chicago mayor's race uh, where the far left-wing Brandon Johnson, who is maybe even, I think, on the basic issues, further left-wing than even Lori Lightfoot was. And Lori Lightfoot probably was the worst mayor in the entire city. And I think she got, what, 17, or entire country, 17%, if I remember correctly, of Chicago voters picked her in the primary. And then there was a runoff. Two guys were very close, Vallis and Johnson. Vallis said, hey, we need to support police. We need to give them our uh, our backing as political leaders. Brandon Johnson had been in favor of defunding the police and now he's even saying, and I can't believe this is real, uh, social workers, counselors, EMTs, they need to be at crime scenes, not more police. Listen to this. This is Chicago's new mayor. One of the things that I think is actually quite fascinating about um, our position here in Chicago, we've been pushing this ordinance called Treatment Not Trauma. In essence, first responders... Uh, social workers, counselors, EMT, these individuals would show up to cause um, that, that require those type of interventions. In fact, in Chicago, almost 40% of the 911 calls are mental health crises. We're asking yeah. police officers to do their job and someone else's. Mm-hmm. Like That's not strategic. In fact, 60% of the violence that happens in the city of Chicago, it occurs in 6% of the city. Okay, and so... Unfortunately, that 6% of the city largely... Uh, decided that they were going to support this candidate for mayor now soon to be mayor I, has he been sworn in i forget when this i don't think place. he's been Not, sworn in yet but yeah yeah um which is just going to result in a whole lot more shootings and violence and bloodshed in chicago than would have been the case if you had, had a true law and order mayor in place i mean I'll, I'll just point out clay this idea that we just want mental health workers to show up for you know I just had the experience last week, which I talked about on the show, of a guy who was, you know, just masturbating in front of women on the subway at 9 a.m. on a, on a, in a crowded New York City subway area, right? And no one does anything. No one says anything. Cops aren't there. Nobody cares. And you say to yourself, well, who's supposed to deal with that? Do they really think that a mental health or social worker wants to deal with that? Somebody who is doing something like that. Somebody who is having the police called because they're emotionally disturbed is a danger to people. That doesn't mean 
they are necessarily going to do anything that is violent, but they've already broken the law and people are scared. And people who break the law and make people scared are much more likely than just someone walking down the street to do something awful to you. The cops are there because they have tasers and batons and, if necessary, a sidearm and they have restraints and they have. That's the whole point, right? You don't want to send a sociologist to do a cop's job. The sociologist doesn't want to do the job, Clay. That's the point. They don't well, want to get sent. I mean, yeah. How many social workers out there want to be on call at 2.30 and have to go into violent neighborhoods? And this is, to me, a sign of how woefully lacking in knowledge the new Chicago mayor is because any police officer out there listening to us right now knows that you have no idea which of the calls that you are going to go on are going to explode in violence. Most people don't call the police because everything is perfect. They're going to violent, dangerous situations. So this is just, this was the argument the defund the police people made. I mean, this is just defund the police by another phrasing. He's saying, Hey, I want there to be more social workers, counselors showing up at, at crime scenes. That is a recipe for disaster. And frankly, it puts those people's, those social workers lives in danger. You, you know where the social workers can show up to the prison where the person has been processed and is restrained and there's law enforcement resources there and they can begin an interaction. They're not doing it at the scene. Producer Allie, she was in New York over the weekend. She just said that there was, well, this is between New York and New Jersey. On the PATH train, there was a crazy guy swinging a cane around at everybody, <laughs> and it took three we police officers. We get Allie off public transportation. Yeah, can we, we do. get Can we get Allie? Allie, I got to buy her an e-scooter. I there know. Go. We got to get We got to get Allie off the off the subways. Uh, it, three police officers to remove this guy to restrain him and remove him from the train. People also who have never done this. A, a lot of a lot of the very sort of you know soft-handed, soft-brained libs that are weighing in on law enforcement stuff. They've never tried to actually, you know, fight. They've never been in a fight. They've never restrained anybody. They have no idea. It's actually, in a lot of ways, for an adult male to, to, to be able to Super hold them difficult. in place without really hurting them and disabling them, basically, so you can hold them, is really hard to do. Especially, Buck, when many of these people are under the influence of drugs, which makes them even stronger and even more unruly. This is just, it, it, it's its embarrassing for the city of Chicago to have made this choice. And if I had the resources and the ability, I would leave. I, I wouldn't stay. Do you run a small business? It's not too late to get your share of an IRS tax refund from a program called the Employee Retention Credit. That's the ERC. If your business made it through COVID, let's see if you can qualify. Go to GetRefunds.com to get started in less than eight minutes. You can see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim more than $3 billion in payroll tax refunds. No upfront charge. They get paid after your business gets its refund. Many believe they won't qualify, but don't let this opportunity pass you by because payroll tax refund only available for a limited time. GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. It is definitely a desire of the Democrat left in this country to not only disarm you, but to make self-defense illegal 
essentially you are at the whim of the rabble rousers and the street mob out there. You are at the whim of criminals. You are to accept their violence against you because for you to take any action would be against social justice or the collective needs of the state to balance out the uh, oppressions of past or present, whatever they come up with. You're not allowed to defend yourself, that you have to just call for the police and hope that they arrive in time and then hope that they don't prosecute you for whatever reason. And I'm now thinking, of course, of the case of uh, Daniel Perry, who was found uh, guilty of murder, faces life in prison, the rest of his life in prison. This is a active, uh, an active member of the United States military. Um, I believe now he's obviously lost his uh, connection to the military, um, pending what's going to happen here with the governor. We'll talk more about that in a second. I'm not sure how a pardon would affect that, right? He may be able to be reinstated. Um, but here's the, the basics of the case in case anybody has forgotten this. And Clay and I, we, we didn't, uh, this didn't come down, um, in time for us to talk about it on Friday. Uh, but here's what, what happened. Daniel Perry, you remember during the summer of 2020, the Democrats allowed mobs of BLM supporters to rampage through the streets, to destroy property and to shout threats and epithets at people with impunity. You know, because this is what justice, this is what we needed. By the way, our, our friend Ryan Gerdusky, Clay, just as an aside, shared out on Twitter um, earlier today, there was a big jump in uh, not just more shooting mortality, but shooting deaths of children. Yes. Starting in 2020. Like, uh, think of 40%, so, a massive increase. 50%, 50% jump percent, in young kid deaths. 50% of children being killed by guns started in 2020 this increase why did that happen it's not because the gun laws changed folks it's because of blm the democrats and the cowardice of their soros prosecutors and their nonsense narratives about the racist criminal justice system that has to be overturned we have to abolish police all of that more dead kids because of democrats that is what happened but back to this case that's just what the data shows you and they by the way I want to be very clear, Clay, that their argument during that spike, it wasn't, oh, it's the guns, or because that didn't, it was COVID, you remember that? Yes. And then, of course, it kept going and going well beyond the COVID lockdowns. So they were And what destroys that argument, as we pointed out, but I think it's worth noting, because some of you may hear people make that argument in your cities and your communities. Crime was massively down for the first half of 2020 because of the lockdowns. It wasn't until George Floyd and all of those protests started in 2020 that you saw a skyrocket. In other words, if you compare 2019 and 2020, it is a skyrocket that starts in May and basically hasn't come down since. So this was not a COVID-caused issue because in March and April, murders were way down. People were out on the streets way less. This was something that skyrocketed, beginning with the BLM protest, demonization of police, and it's continued. So in the Daniel Perry case, you had a an individual here um, who is a veteran and a Texan and believe. And remember, this happened in Texas, everybody. I think it's worth noting. This isn't New York. This isn't, you know, Los Angeles. This happened in the state of Texas, and uh, there was a BLM mob 
on the streets in Austin, in the street, illegal, blocking traffic, blocking cars, threatening people. It's scary. A mob walking through the street and holding your car effectively hostage for a period of time is a, is a frightening thing. And there are all, there are different instances where people try to drive away and then, you know, then the BLM riders, oh my gosh, they're, look at this person, they're trying to murder everybody. Don't block cars in the middle of the street because you want to make some stupid political point, right? It's, it's illegal. You shouldn't be doing it. And people are allowed to defend themselves. They don't have to sit there and be subject to mob justice. So, so Garrett Foster, 28 years old, he was walking around with this mob carrying an AK-47 or something that looked like an AK-47. I'm not sure if that was actually the, uh, Oh, it says an AK-47 here in the uh, in the story, so I'll just go with what the reports are. Um, but he's carrying a you know a rifle, and it's very straightforward. Perry was an Uber driver at the time, and they surrounded his car, and he said this guy you know, had an AK slung around his neck. This guy Foster, and he, according to Perry, flashed toward him. You know the barrel of of the yep. AK-47. Perry drew down and shot him and killed him. Now, I spend a fair amount of time in the past training with firearms. I'm trying to get my skills back up now, Clay. If someone draws down on you with a firearm on the street, you have every right, if you are armed, to shoot them. You don't have to wait for them to pull the trigger. If they point a gun at you, you're allowed to shoot them. This is the most basic self-defense principle imaginable. And the uh, the police at the time, and there's, in- there's interesting information here about uh, that's come out about some of the affidavits and you know the the initial detective, I believe, who was there, who was one of the first on the scene, did not think that this was um, a case of murder or self defense. Yeah. Anyway, this has escalated, Clay. And I want you to tell me what you think is going to legally happen here. Go- Governor Abbott of Texas did get a lot of pressure initially. I saw the pressure. I saw. I think they talked about talked about this on Tucker Show Friday, and uh, Mike Cernovich has been tweeting a lot about it and getting a lot of attention for this case. But uh, Abbott has said that he will sign a pardon of no jail time, no prison time, and restore, restoration of rights for Daniel Perry after the conviction of his murder if the uh, the pardon board moves and processes the pardon. They, he can't do it unilaterally. It has to go through this board. Do you think it'll happen? Do you think it is justice? What do you think? I'm certainly not an expert on the Texas Parole Board and Pardon Board, the way that they handled this. My understanding is that uh, the Attorney General, who you and I both know uh, in Texas, Ken Paxton, in fact, I believe we were watching the Alabama-Texas game with him uh, down in Austin. And we should mention as well, we appreciate all of our listeners in Austin. It's another one of the cities where we are number one in. So I know for many of you in the Austin area, this story has particularly, and all over the state of Texas, and certainly to a large degree the nation, um, if that parole, uh, sorry, that uh, that pardon board acts, then I think it's a no-brainer for Governor Greg Abbott to come in on top and, and endorse their decision. Uh, but my understanding is that they are appointed by the governor, but they review all of the cases, and it is their decision as to whether or not to render this uh, render this decision, right? Um, and if they do pardon, then the governor would follow up and endorse that decision. And it seemed like, based on what I have seen from Attorney General Paxton, that that is, in his opinion, likely to happen. Now, I looked at the evidence in this case, and as you pointed out, this... Um, initial on-the-scene officer. What's different with the Kyle Rittenhouse case is we don't have the same kind of objective video. 
the Rittenhouse jurors could sit and see almost perfectly the perspective under which Kyle Rittenhouse acted. But I did read up on this case, Buck, and I believe they looked at his car. And basically, this guy was an Uber driver, as you mentioned, that got caught in the middle of a BLM protest. They were able to find 25 different hands beating on his car. So he was just driving. He gets caught in this protest. There are suddenly 25 different people beating on his car, and somebody armed with a gun pointed their gun at him. I think when you consider that context, it's hard to consider it could be anything other than self-defense. So if we were to take this, because there is a stand there is a stand your ground law in Texas, and if we were to take this as the, the a vehicle is essentially an extension, you know, inside the vehicle is an extension of what you would expect to have some degree of, of, of privacy, safety, and security as you would in your own home, right? I mean, there are people who even live in their cars, obviously, but a, the interior of that vehicle, when someone's stuck in that car, they should have some right to expect that they can't just be surrounded and threatened like that because all those pounding fists, the next thing that he hears could be the gunshot, right? It's, you know, you're, or, you're or under them dragging him out and beating right. him, and beating him uh, senseless, right? I mean, that's right. not uncommon either. If, if you were stuck in your house, and 25 people or 10 people or 15 people or whatever were all pounding on your windows. And one guy pointed an AK-47 at you from one of those windows and you shot him. I'll tell you this, not only would I as a juror acquit, I mean, as a prosecutor, there, there's nothing to even, there's nothing to even think about it. There's nothing to talk about. That is the core of self-defense. And in this case, by the way, I wanted to find the affidavit. And Marina Medvin, uh, shared this and she's, uh, a, conser- you know, a conservative lawyer that is very, you know, active in the conversations online about cases like this. She says, read the affidavit from the lead detective. This is in the affidavit from the lead detective on this clay, uh, case who says the Soros DA directed him to quote, remove exculpatory information that I had intended to present to the grand jury during my testimony. Yep. As in the fix was in. This was because this guy, was a, it was a white guy who was shot, which also all these libs are, this guy murdered a black man. He was a white guy who was shot, but at a BLM, you know, part of a BLM which riot. Which is similar to the Rittenhouse situation in that respect. Right. That's right. Uh, where, which a lot of libs got that wrong, too. Oh, my gosh, he's a racist. Rittenhouse yes. was a racist murderer. No, he's defending himself. By the way, Kyle Rittenhouse would have spent the rest of his life in prison if they didn't have clear video of exactly what happened there. In this case, they've got a still shot. That shows the guy raising his AK, pointing it in this mob surrounding the car at Perry. What's he supposed to do at that point? Hope the guy doesn't decide that he's going to use the rifle that he's pointed at him? That's the world the Democrats want everyone to live in, and that's wrong. It's immoral, and I'm, I'm happy to see Abbott is stepping up to do the right thing, Clay. Not only that, by the way, Buck, it's that they choose not to prosecute basically anyone. This prosecutorial discretion standard deserves a lot of attention. When you are looking at evidence all the time of people committing crimes and dropping it down from a felony to a misdemeanor, and then you decide to throw the book at someone else, it's prosecution by narrative. It's not based on the facts. That's certainly what we're seeing with Trump. It's what we're seeing with the January 6th defendants. It appears to be, to a large extent, what we saw with Rittenhouse and with here. The difference is Rittenhouse was able to get a jury to buy his self-defense claim because I think his evidence was enough. This is an example of prosecutorial decision-making run amok and politics getting involved in it. And it's going on with these Soros DAs all over the country. And frankly, it's downright scary, honestly, when you consider that these DAs have so much power 
and they're being totally rigged in terms of what they're choosing to pursue. I would just say this real quick. I know we've gone long on this, but I think it's an important discussion. And by the way, if you have thoughts on this case and you have expertise in self-defense law in Texas, 800-282-2882, Clay, uh, it's, it's infuriating. But keep in mind, if this were a truly blue state, he got nailed by Soros in the blue city of Austin. If this was in California, if this was Los Angeles, where the whole state is blue, he'd be spending the rest of his life in prison. No question about it. It's a great point. It's an absolutely great point. Uh, energy and stamina were on full display at the Masters Golf Tournament yesterday. If you saw it, you know what I mean. Rain earlier in the week. I watched it. Managed to stay awake, by the way, because I still have pretty good energy. I know there were a lot of dads and granddads that were out, fell asleep on the couch with 30 holes, 27 holes, all this different golf that had to go on. Uh, nearly two full rounds in one day. Energy like that comes from having the right amount of testosterone in your body. Average man, do you know this? This is crazy. Average man in America today has 50% less testosterone than a similar aged man had 50 years ago. That is wild to think about. How do you help improve on that? How about Chalk's Mel Vitality Stack? Chalk is a Texas-based company, an early sponsor of the program. They spell the company name C-H-O-Q. That's C-H-O-Q. Their Mel Vitality Stack formulated all natural with the leading ingredients found to restore 20% of the missing testosterone levels in just three months. They also have supplements for women, too. If you're looking for great all-day energy this spring, and want to be at your best, whether it's out on the golf course or just running around in your day-to-day life, set yourself up with Chalk. You can do that online at choq.com, chalk.com. You can use my name, Clay, to save 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. It's a big deal. Chalk.com. Do it. Today, use my name, Clay. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights 
to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Appreciate all of you hanging out with uh, us. Um, good questions rolling in. And look, I don't want to... <laughs> maybe we should get Ken Paxton on, the Texas Attorney General. That's probably not a bad idea, Buck, to be able to explain exactly how the Texas Parole and Probation Review Board, all this stuff would work. And I've heard him discussing it, but I think you guys may well uh, appreciate that. And Curtis in Colorado is asking a question about that in particular. Curtis, what you got? Into your uh, monologue there for a second. And I, I got a question for a legitimate attorney. I'm not an attorney, so I was listening, and, and you mentioned that the DA had um, gone to the prosecutor, or not the prosecutor, but the investigator and asked him to withhold sculptory evidence. Yeah. Okay. That bu- that Buck said that from the story, yes. Right. So to me, that would be prosecut- prosecutorial misconduct. You're okay? correct. By doing You're, something if, like if that. If that is true, I want to be clear. If that is true, then that would be prosecutorial misconduct. And we talked about this. Sorry to cut you off, but it's a smart question you're asking. Buck, we talked about it with the QAnon shaman. When Tucker aired the videos that his attorneys claimed that they had never seen, and by the way, they have released the QAnon shaman now from prison, and I believe he is in a halfway house of sort. But you have an obligation, just for all of you out there who are listening, the prosecutor, whether it's district attorney, whether it is a federal investigator, whoever has evidence in your case, they have an obligation to turn over Every bit of evidence they have, whether it is favorable or unfavorable to the prosecution. So when they didn't give the QAnon shaman all of that footage, that is indefensible and actually prosecutorial misconduct. If you can prove they had it, they knew they had it, and they chose not to turn it over. And if they're getting people to change their stories, Buck, that would be prosecutorial misconduct as well. My guess, and this is an unsatisfying thing if I'm right, but my guess is that the prosecutor here will say that didn't happen. There's a misunderstanding with this detective. There's a lot of narrative shaping that goes into things. He's been, you know, again, I was just seeking for I him think, to clarify his story, right? right? There's lots of angles. Exactly. They could take. I, I, I think there was misconduct to be very clear. Okay. I, where there's smoke, there's fire on this one. But, um, I'm just trying to point out that, uh, you know, you can't get a fair trial in Austin under certain circumstances. It's also why your legal representation is so incredibly important. A lot of people out there who are criminal defendants get very mediocre support. 
it's not only about what happens at trial, Buck. It's about making sure that you have created an appealable record so that you are objecting to evidence that's being introduced so that you are making it clear that you can appeal going forward. Because to your point, you may not be, and I think that's unfortunately true in many of these blue cities, able to get a fair case. But you would hope at the next level up when they review your case, maybe a judge there would, or the next level, scarily to your point, and I think it's a really good one. If this case had happened in L.A., given the fact that they have Gavin Newsom as their governor, and I want to talk about Gavin Newsom when we come back because he's taking shots all over red states, you would have almost no recourse at all. You'd be in prison maybe for the rest of your life. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company. Pure Talk. 